Blog Talk Radio. This is Bobby Keys of WebRadio.com. And when I'm not on the air, I like to sit down and read a good magazine. The magazine I like is called 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's a magazine all about the baby boomers. 50 Plus, the second half magazine features the legends of classic soul like Delphonics, Jerry Butler, the Stylistics, the Manhattans, just to name a few. Read their stories and hear it straight from them. 50 Plus, the second half magazine also covers health care as well as the lives of everyday people. 50 Plus, the second half magazine is there to share information with you. So order your copy today. Go to the website at www.50plusthesecondhalfmagazine.com and check them out on Facebook at PAB Magazine. 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's all about the baby boomer. Tonight's show, A Pinch of Ginger, is sponsored by 50 Plus, the second half. It's our time, online radio. Now, let's get ready for your hosts, Dr. Ginger and Dr. Martin, coming up next. Good evening and welcome to A Pinch of Ginger radio talk show. With yours truly, Dr. Ginger Cornwell, musically known as Ginger on Sex. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing this evening? I know you can't answer me back right now, but you can. Well, you can actually. You can send me a text message, inbox, Facebook. I'm sitting right here with all of my little tools and things in front of me this evening. Listen, I just wanna. Um, I wanna give a shout out right off the right off the top to Fifty Plus, the Second Half Magazine, and tell you guys what an awesome job you're doing providing us with this platform and. I just want to thank you just one more time. I, there aren't enough words to thank 50 Plus the Second Half Magazine for all that they do, that all that they do for a Pinch of Ginger Radio talk show. And I'm sure that if you talk to the other producers, that you, you get the same sentiment as, as, as I share with you. Our, um, we are in a time... Um, I'm not lost for words. I'm just trying to figure out how I want to put this. It it seems like to me the eclipse happened, and all of it just broke loose. I mean, we've had hurricanes and just one kind of major catastrophe after another, after another, all around the globe. Sierra Leone and the Bahamas, and the, I mean, you've been seeing it in the news, and um, you know. What just happened with Houston, and and that affected Tennessee and Louisiana, and then it swept through, um, just swept through Irma, just swept through Florida, and and it you know it it, it leads to a very stressful, tension, anxiety kind of situation because we we know that we have God as protector, but even but in our humanness, sometimes we you know we we see what's happening and it can make you just a little bit tense and anxious. Especially when somebody, everybody listening to me, at some point you had a family member in one of those locations, trusted, or you knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody, and and you know, and it just, and but the word of God says when you don't know what else to do, you have to pray. And so I'm sure there have been some people praying in the past few weeks that forgot that they knew had that skill set. That's what we're talking about this evening too, a skill set. And so 
because you'll learn to call on the name of God when you're in crisis. If you don't call him any other time, if you have any kind of belief system in you, and some people that don't have a belief system, when they when they are in crisis, they immediately call on the name, oh, Jesus, oh, God, help me. Oh, and we've, we've seen it and we've heard it. We've heard it done. And so um, I just want to. I just want to reach out to some of the people and just, you know, I just want to, I want to say a little prayer for some of the folks that have been going through just, you know, just in this week that I know. And I just want to thank God for sparing, you know, some of the lives, so many more lives could have been lost in Florida and, and all of it really. And I just want to just thank him for um, being a protector and placing his hedge of protection around folks. And I, and I really, I want to, uh, say it for who who lost loved ones because you know they're talking about the minimal um, lives that were lost, but the fact of the matter is is that there were lives lost. And would you want it to be yours or one of your family members? No, the answer to that is no. And so, you know, I, and I do want to single out a couple of people in addition to the um, in addition to the storm victims. Um, you know, just this week we we uh, we had the Nita Whitaker on the show a while back her her baby was murdered by um basically by a family member and uh her six month old baby and and she's currently in court with that situation and so um Queen of she was on um talking about the death of her daughter. Her daughter was her twenty some year old daughter was killed um as a result of domestic violence and she's just celebrating that one year anniversary and she got her daughter's baby infant that she takes care of and and then you know i want to i want to talk about our um young lady uh tamika raymond tamika ramey who's near and dear to my heart she's um seven months pregnant and fell ill a couple of days ago and had to be medevaced in um and they had to uh, C-section the baby, and they both were on the ventilator. But thank you, Jesus, they're doing a, a lot better now. And just all of these things are happening around us. And, you know, as we go through our days and we we'll rush, 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 sometimes we just don't feel like we have the time just to stop just for a minute. So I, I want us to stop for just a minute. And one of my mentors, uh, Bishop Ernest Dawson, called me this evening, his wife, blacked out yesterday and she's in the hospital and they're checking her, running all kinds of tests and, um, you know, they're concerned about congestive heart failure. And so the list goes on and on and on. And and so I I really, I started a a Facebook page. It's called Please Say a Prayer. And you can go there and send in your prayer requests and I will send them to our intercessory prayer team and we pray. So we, we don't be playing with it. So I just, you know, just please say a prayer. Go and like please say a prayer. Um, so I just want to start out this evening with just a just a prayer and um and and just thank God for some of the magnificent things that He's done. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just want to thank you just for placing your hedge of protection around us, Lord. God, we want to thank you for the tragedies that you've averted, God. We wanna and the tragedies that have happened, God, we want you to give the the people's strength to be able to move forward, God. We want you to be able to deposit in them that no matter how hard it seems and no no matter how hard it gets, that you are still God and you still sit on the throne. Father God, we want to just thank you for um, the diversion of of so many lives lost in the storms, God. We want to ask that you continue to redirect Jose and any other 
hurricanes, tornadoes, any of it, Lord, floods, that you will send it back into the positions where you placed it, God, on the earth so that as your children don't have to suffer from the floods and the and and the and the and the heat and the drought and the lack of food and the lack of water and all of that, Lord. We know what the word says and, and we know what you said and, and that you would take care of us and that you would protect us and that you would be there for us and that you would give us the desires of our heart. God, if we would just line up with your word and do what it is that you've asked us to do. And so Father this evening, we're just saying, Lord, please help the people that need help, God. Please give us that can help the ability to go do what we need to do to help our fellow man, Father God. God, let us love on one another. Let us look out for one another. Let us take care of one another. God, let us put down war and pick up some love and some peace, God. God, we know that you can remove things from the TV that you don't even want our eyes to see and replace it with something else that we don't want our eyes to see, Father God, just to take our focus off of the foolishness. So, God, we witnessed that this week. And so we just ask that you would continue to protect us, to continue to love us. And I'm just going to ask everybody out there under the sound of my voice to just go read Psalm 91 and allow God to protect you under the shadow of his wing. And just remember Psalm 121, that you can look to the hills from which cometh your help because all of your help comes from the Lord. So if it's financial, if it's health, if it's health, if it's loneliness, if it's food, Whatever your situation may be, I'm asking God to eradicate it right now and that he eradicate it, eradicate it immediately and fix, come to your doorstep and fix your situation for you because we know that God can do it. He can do it immediately, and he can do it for every single one of us all at the same exact time because he is that kind of God. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. So, Father, we thank you. We love you. We adore you. We need you. We praise you, Lord. In the name of your precious son, Jesus the Christ, amen. Amen, amen. Let the church say amen. Let the world say amen, because we need an amen moment right now, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Hmm. Got a lot going on, whole lot going on, Jesus. Whew. So listen, um, let me not get myself too caught up, because I got a few I got some more minutes here that I got to get in. Um, I want to do a few announcements. because A number of you, um, we always get questions about where we're playing and what we're doing. And, and most times it's posted up on our Facebook pages or, you know, Instagram, social media, all of that. Um, and so I just want to, I want to, of course, we're here every Tuesday at 7 o'clock, and I'm asking that you would share that with friends and your neighbors. If you've got, uh, if you've got a, a, a topic that you'd like to hear us discuss, shoot it over to me, and I'll see what we can do. Um, right, we're going to be starting pretty soon here with getting uh, a few more folks on the program. Uh, we've got some people lined up that we're going to get on that I think will be really very interesting help out with some things but we're here every Tuesday at seven o'clock and if you want to participate on the call just press one and we can get you in um on October let's go back let's go back to September September this Thursday and Friday the 14th and the 15th Dr. Martin will be playing at New Life World Association Holy Convocation in Upper Marlboro um and again that is posted on his Facebook page, Martin O. Cornwell. And then on September the 23rd, we are 
Teron Whitehead is having a 50th uh, year music anniversary. He is a very well-known drummer, um, has been has been kicking those drums for about 50 years, and the, the lineup is incredible. The admission is free. You don't want to miss that one. You've got Norman Weeks and uh, Courtney Nero and, oh, my God, Ricky Holmes and just Martin O'Cornwell and yours truly. You know, we have a whole horn section. We're going to be at Bible Way from 3 to 6 on September the 23rd. You don't want to miss that. Um, and that morning, September 23rd, I'll be with Eagles of Fire out at um, out in Virginia, uh, the Eagles of Fire Conference, their Ginger on Sacks affiliate. And so um, all of that is up on my Facebook page as well as Dr. Martin's face. You know, October the 22nd, we love it. We just love what we do. We love what we do. God is so good and so gracious. On October the 22nd, we'll be doing um, the fellowship with Dr. Jerome Bell, and that's at Leading Commandment Church, Dr. Jeremiah Murphy's church. Um, you don't want to miss the fellowship. It's a good time of networking and just meeting people and just coming in and hearing the artists and, and praising and worshiping and getting a word. And uh, we do that every month. And so October the 26th and the 27th, we're at First Rock Baptist Church um, in Southeast with Bridging the Gap of the priests and the Levites. And that's going to be, um, that's going to be off the chain. And, and, again, all of these are free admission, so it doesn't cost anything but some time to come out, network with some people, meet some people. You're trying to build uh, a ministry, a music ministry. It's a good place to be. You're trying to meet some new people. It's just a really good place to be. And then on October the 28th, we are in concert. Uh, Eagles of Fire is sponsoring a concert for um, the Ginger on Saxon, Dr. Martin. We have. Uh, on the on the program is uh, Dr. Martin and I and uh, Tyrone Snowden, who is an awesome singer, vocalist. If you've not heard him, he's uh, the founder of Pure, the CEO of Pure Snow Records. And we have Jane Songbird, psalmist, worshiper, Jana Freeman, is going to be with us that evening. And it's at 3.30, and it's in Columbia, Maryland. And once again, I want you to just go to our... Uh, social media pages, and you can find all of that information there. Amen. That's exciting stuff to me. So um, God is just good. We, you know, we've got some really good things going on. We're meeting some good people. God has given us uh, new relationships, and you know, all relationships are wonderful. But you got to keep building, and you got to keep meeting new people, and you got to keep moving forward. And that's all in a part of utilizing your skill set. Amen. Now, I want to remind you again, if you want to participate on the call, um, at any point, push one, and uh, our wonderful engineer will get us in. She is on it. Trust and believe me. That that team over there that's functioning in the background, is they are on it. That 50 plus the second half magazine, I'm going to tell you what, you could not ask for a better team of people to work with, and um, I, and I want you to go check out that magazine. I want you to go online and go to 50 Plus, the second half magazine, and, um, and, and I'm telling you, when you get on there, you're not going to want to get off because there's so many interesting articles 
built with built inside of the magazine, and a lot of people think that it's just a music magazine, and it does compromise. Um, it is composed of quite a few uh, music musical artists designed for the 50 and over crowd, but my 12-year-old grandson knows more old school music sometimes than I think I do. I'm like, how do you know that song? So it's not just for the 50 and over crowd. It's for everybody, and there's something in there for everybody. So go to 50 plus 50 plus the second half magazine.com. And so I also wanted to tell you that if you're on the blogtalkradio.com, the second half, listening to the show, and you want to participate in the show, you need to dial in to 347-539-5867, 347-539-586, and press 1, and the engineer will get you in. Now, I think that we've covered some stuff here. Hallelujah. So our show this evening talks about uh, do you know what you bring to the table? Do you know what you bring to the table? Um, when it's time to negotiate, do you know what you bring to the table? Do you know what your skill set is? Are you comfortable in your area of gifting? Are you operating in your own area of expertise? Do you know how to utilize what you bring to the table to get the best result for you and your family? And so this is really what I wanted to talk about tonight because sometimes we don't recognize what we bring to the table. We don't value what we bring to the table. And we allow people to minimize what we bring to the table. And so I just wanted to say to you, don't let, um, don't let others minimize what God has given you. But in order to not allow that to happen, you've got to know what your skill set is. You've got to know what you bring. And you've got to be comfortable in what you bring. Because when you know what you know what you know, then it, nobody can knock you off of your foundation. And nobody can, as one of my, um, as my staff instructor used to tell me, don't let anybody pull you off of your game. So in other words, if I go in and I know a song and I'm playing the song, the way that God gives me to, to play the song, and it's, it's structured properly within the chord, and I'm improvising and putting in what, I, what God has put in me, then I'm doing it the right way. It might not be what they want to hear. It might not be what the musician standing beside me wants to hear. But I can't, I can't make that musician play what I want to hear because God gives them something different. And, and that's okay. But sometimes what people want to do is they want to make you feel like your stuff ain't right because you're not doing what they're doing. When in fact there's nothing wrong with your stuff and there's nothing wrong with their stuff, it's just what's been given to each individual person. So you don't let somebody pull you off of your game when you're on top of your game and you know you're on top of your game. Now that doesn't mean you go off being half cocked and arrogant and all of that because you got to be humble with it because if you if you're arrogant you repel people. That's not a skill set that you want. You want to be humble so that you can attract, you know, that, that thing that you can still, you can win more bees with honey than you can with vinegar is absolutely the truth. And so um, we're just going to talk about this subject and kick this around a little bit tonight because I do believe that so many times um, we're not successful 
because we operate outside of our parameters or we have we know how to do more than one thing at a time and we try to implement too many things and don't get anything done right. So before we dive all the way into this, I'm going to stop for a minute and have a commercial break and then we'll come back. This is Bobby Keys, and when I'm not on the air, I like to sit down and read a good magazine. The magazine I like is called 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's a magazine all about the baby boomers. 50 Plus, the second half magazine features the legends of classic soul like Delphonics, Jerry Butler, the Stylistics, the Manhattans, just the name of you. Read their stories and hear it straight from them. 50 Plus, the second half magazine also covers health care as well as the lives of everyday people. 50 Plus, the second half magazine is there to share information with you. So order your copy today. Go to the website at www.50plusthesecondhalfmagazine.com and check them out on Facebook at PAB Magazine. 50 Plus, the second half magazine. It's all about the baby boomer. This show is sponsored by 50 Plus, the second half magazine. Now let's get back to the show. So look now, you you know there there are different kinds of skills. You can have hard skills and you can have soft skills. And so, hard skills are tangible. You can you can see hard skills like I play an instrument, like somebody plays football, like somebody plays basketball, or somebody might uh, be an artist and can draw. And those are those are hard skills. And then your soft skills are the the ones that you can't touch and you can't see. Like um, you might be a really good listener. Or um, you you just you just have this knack of knowing when to be quiet and let somebody talk. You know how to be present without out being overbearing. You might be compassionate. You might be those are soft skills. You might be loving. You might be caring. You might be giving. Those are soft skills, right? And so if you combine your hard skills with your soft skills. Nobody can stop you from what you're doing, but you gotta, you gotta, and even in, that is a skill to know how to do that, to know how to balance that. So um, you gotta find out what your soft skills are. Like um, you might be, in, like I said, you might be compassionate, you might be introverted, you might be uh, realistic, um, and your personality traits, which is introversion, compassion, realistic, and that they're they're not the same as your skills. That's two different things, and sometimes people get those mixed up. Compassion, that giving, that caring. Like people around me tell me that I give too much, but I'm a giver. I'm a giver, and I don't necessarily. I give too much information. You could get paid for your information, but I don't even sometimes realize that I'm giving information because I believe in helping people to flourish. So if I can give you a tidbit, if I've already walked and fallen in the hole. And I see you getting ready to fall in the hole. I'm not going to let you fall. And so, um, you know, you know, if you got that information you just gave them, you know you could get paid for that. I just got paid because I helped somebody from uh, a business catastrophe or I helped somebody from um, injuring themselves or I helped, whatever the case may be. But I do recognize that. I give freely of information. Now, some people say it's too much, but, you know, it's all a matter of where you're coming from and what you're thinking about. And so what you know, one of the things that you um, 
you can do is improve. Skills are like things that you can improve, and you, you've got you can improve them without changing your personality. For instance, I can improve on one of my skill sets without having to change the fact that I'm giving. And I'm hoping I'm making sense with that. So, um, so many times people want to change our personalities and make us do something different than what God has designed us to do. So that's why you have to take an assessment of yourself. You have to take an assessment and see where you are in the process, right? Because you might be good at persuading people and influencing people, and um, but you might not be good. You might not be liked. You could be a really uncomfortable in your skin. For instance, um, I could influence people. I could. I can sell. People tell me I can sell ice to an Eskimo. That's funny. I think it's funny because I, I don't believe that. But um, at the same time, you couldn't get me in front of the room to talk to people because I had a fear, and a lot of people have fear of public speaking. But my fear was so bad that I would cause myself to make mistakes. Like when I first started playing, so, when I first started soloing, because I always played in the band, sang in the choir. But when I went out by myself, I had severe stage fright, and so I would cause myself to make mistakes just because I was so tensed up and so afraid that I was going to make a mistake because the things that you fear are the things that you create, and, you know, you cause them to happen because you're so afraid of them. And so what I had to do was find ways to rein that in so that the stage fright um, wasn't so bad. And so, and what, here's what I did. Um, and, you know, sometimes we think we need all of these outside tools and we got to go jump through all these hoops. And so what I did was um, before I had to play, I would go off to myself and um, meditate a little bit. And, and then I got to the point that I would recite the 23rd Psalm or I would recite Psalm 121, I would find something or I would recite the Lord's Prayer in my mind just to kind of still myself and bring myself in and get myself ready and remind myself. Here's what I had to remind myself. God told me to do this. So if God told me to do it, he's going to give me what I need to do it, and he's not going to allow me to be afraid to do it. Now, because I do it for him, I have to have a certain level of I don't want to say fear, but reverence and not go into it halfway. So there's always a certain level of anxiousness. But at the same time, I don't have to be so afraid because I'm ministering the word of God to the people through song and instrument. And so once I got to that point, I had to develop that. I had to develop that skill. I had to develop it and I had to use it. And even today, I have to use it, but I'm not so freaked out when I go to play because I've implemented new tools and new ways to be able to work around that personality trait of being afraid. That was a soft negative, but the ability to be able to put in place some hard skills has positioned me to be able to go out and do the work that God has given me to do because now I can get up and speak and I can get up and play and I can get up. But because I didn't have those tools in place, 
from the onset, um, I was freaked out. Now, here's the other thing. I also had to get my um, skill level up as far as a musician. Because if you get up and you don't know what you're doing and you can't play, and I'm using this as an example because it, it, it just fits. So you, you're trying to learn how to play and you get thrown out there to play and you're not really ready. And you know, well, some people think they're ready and they ain't ready. But thank you, Jesus. I have sense enough to know. I had sense enough to know. They was really, it was baptism by fire. And so saying, God, please let my skill set, let my ability to play line up with your, my desire to share your word with the people so that I can get on the other side of some of this anxiousness because I don't feel like I'm ready. And guess what? You don't, I don't ever feel like I'm ready. I feel like I'm constantly evolving and constantly learning. And so when you're taking that assessment and you're trying to um, develop, you have to, you have to remember you've got to have the mindset that you never arrive. Each place is a stepping stone. And you have to keep developing and developing. But each time you get to a next, each time you get to a goal or you've achieved, accomplished what you're trying to accomplish, then you've got you to gotta think forward to what the next stepping stone is going to be so that you're ever evolving and ever developing um, and don't think that you have arrived because the person that stops learning is in trouble. So take that assessment. And, and just ask yourself, uh, what am I good at? Am I combining my soft skills with my hard skills? Um, am I doing something that I really care about? Is it, is it meaningful to me? Um, where am I in this process? These are, these are all self-examination questions and and, and and sometimes we got to stop looking inside. We want to look inside for stuff. We want to, um, and looking inside and, and assessing yourself and thinking about it uh, is not a bad thing because it can build up your self-awareness. It can help you to get to know yourself better, but it's not a good thing when you don't know what your skills are. So you got to stop looking inside and start asking around. What, what do you spend your most time doing? And, Ask some people who ask some people who really know you what they think your skills are. You'd be surprised at what some of the answers are. It's like this. It's like, you know, I can sit up at night. I'm a night. I, I work at night, and I can sit up and um, be doing doing work, typing stuff, and getting my getting all of my stuff set up, and typing my letters, and trying to get my stuff out to people and my emails and all of that. And and um, and I have learned not to send it until the next day because I have to look at it again in the morning when I'm fresh because it's hard to see your own mistakes when you're writing in your own work because we have blind spots in our, in our skill set. And, and that's the most simplistic way that I can put it to you is you sit there and you're writing and you're typing and you're writing and you're typing and you're writing and you're typing and you go back and you spell check and you go back and you and then you go back and then you go back again and you go back and again. And you get up the next day and look at it and it's like, oh, my God, there is a typo. Oh, my goodness. I did not misspell that word. Oh, my. Because we have difficulty seeing the mistakes 
in our own work because we've looked so many times. So, again, we have difficulties. We have blind spots in seeing our own skill sets because we're so close to them. And so we need to get outside of ourselves to find out what our skill sets are. And then you gotta, you got to look back. Just look back. Because if you look back over the years at the things that you've done, then you kind of can figure out what you do. For instance, if you go to my mama's house right now and you look up on her wall and there's just pictures and collages and pictures and pictures and pictures and pictures and pictures and and just all of these pictures over the years, what you will find out is that I'm not in a lot of the pictures. And the reason I'm not in a lot of the pictures is because I was the one taking the pictures. Because even as a little girl, I had a camera in my hand. I love photography. And so, you know, as a result, I ended up doing uh, wedding photography and event photography for almost 25, 30 years. And I still I still shoot. Um, but I recognize that I wasn't in the pictures because I was taking the pictures. And then people would come ask me to take pictures and folks would come and ask me if I would photograph their weddings and if I would do, you know, just, just if I would take pictures of their children. And if I, cause you take really good pictures and I had never really thought about it. And then one day I was like, you know what, I might need to do this for a living. And I did, I did it for a living for about 25 years. And so, but I didn't think about it until I started looking at the pictures on the walls and people started asking me, why are you not in the pictures? And, oh, well, why did you take those pictures? Because your work will speak for itself. You don't even have to open your mouth. Your work and your skill set will speak for itself. Absolutely will. I, I want you to just, I want you to sit down um, you know, some people, sometimes on your jobs, you get performance reviews and letters, you get reports and feedback. And um, even when you were in school, you got your report cards and your, just look at all of your stuff and, and just see what the common denominator is and see what people said about you in your reports and, and, and just, just look at it and see, wow, you'll see, oh, man, they're all saying the same thing. I'm really persuasive or, uh, wow, maybe I can do that, right? Maybe maybe this is something that I want to do. Maybe I want to, man, I went out on the basketball court and I slammed them. I didn't even know that I was going to be able to do that. I thought they were going to whip me. And I went out there and I was able to shoot more points and more baskets than any of the rest of them out there. But, I mean, I have been practicing. I do practice a lot. Uh, maybe this is something that I can think about. Maybe this is something I can, um, maybe this is something that I should uh, attempt to do, right? And, it, I mean, it's as simple as listening to people around you. Now, I'm not telling you to buy into foolishness because you've got some folks that will push you in. I have a whole category of people. I got a list of them that keep coming and telling me that I should start my own church. And I have heard this over and over and over and over and over. And what I keep trying to impress upon them is that's not the assignment that God gave me. Now, if God tells me tonight 
that I need to start a church, then I, you know, I'm going to have to have a conversation with God. <laughs> but I just don't, um, that's not the ministry. I'm evangelistic. I know my skill set is evangelistic. I know that God told me to go to the people. I know that God put this instrument in my hand to use as a vehicle to minister to his people. I know that I have to be in motion. I know that my ministry is reaching for the world. I can't reach for the world sitting in the building. I have to go to where the people are. I know what my skill is. And so when people come and tell you, you know, something that's outside of what you're hearing in your spirit or you believe in your heart, then um, you got to, you've got to really know how to eat the meat and throw away the bones because those same people that will give you all of this advice about what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it and where you're supposed to do it and when you're supposed to do it, when you jump out there and do it, they're not going to be anywhere around to help you sink or swim. So you have to make sure that done your own assessment that you you you've heard in your own heart that you know in your own mind what you're supposed to be doing. So you know you let's say you're given a project and um and you're responsible for the entire project. So you got to come up with the ideas, you got to map it out, you got to put it together, you got to work on it. And you've got to execute it, and then you got to look at it and say, "Okay, what results did I get?" So if you, if, if I come to you and say, "Well, God told me that you should do such and such and such and such and such," because we do get a lot of that, right? Or, or your mama told me that you should do such and such and such and such. Why don't you do this? Did you ever think about doing that? Or did you ever? And there's something just totally outside, and you sit there, and these ideas won't come to you, and you can't figure out how to start making it happen, and you don't even know where to start putting it together, and 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 then you can't even work on it because you can't put it together in your head, and there definitely is no executing. So we know that there are no results. And so if you, you know, if you got to look at them sideways, like, you know, it's like the puppy dog looks at you, maybe it's just not exactly, maybe it's just not exactly what um, was intended for you to do. So, uh, so my point is don't let people roll you under the bus with what they think you should do. Know your own skill set so that when people come to you with stuff that's not within your parameters, you don't find yourself in a trick bag. And and here's my here's my rule. There's a whole bunch of stuff I can do. Right? But you gotta know what you're proficient at. And just because it's something that I can do does not necessarily mean that I'm the one that should do it. And so that's my new rule, and that helps me say no. It's like, okay, yes, I can do this, but should I really do this? Is this a project that I should take on? And you got to ask yourself that. Is this something that's going to cause me a whole bunch of time that I don't have to put in it? Is it, is it outside of my skill set that it's going to end up costing me money to do it? Hello? Is it going to disrupt? everything else in my life to try to get this done. Is this project for me? And sometimes you'll find out that just because you're able to do it doesn't mean that you're the person that should do it. So right now what we're going to do is we're going to um, 
break for commercial, and then we're going to come back and talk about a little bit more of this. And I hope this is helping somebody out there. Hi, you're listening to the 50 Plus Radio Show, where the show is always so amazing. Sit back and relax and just enjoy the show. Now, let's get back to the show. So listen, the other thing I want you to do is I want you to think about what comes naturally to you. What What is your natural, it just, oozes out of you. You don't, um, uh, like you see some people that are extremely friendly. People tell me that I'm too friendly. I don't even know what that means. I'm just being me. Um, and I'll speak, you know, because the, the, what is it they say? One half of the world is what the other half of the world is say hello. Well, I'm the person, I'll say hello. I walk in the elevator, everybody's in the elevator. I'll say, hi, how y'all doing today? And people look like I just been like, did she just get on this elevator and speak to everybody? But to me, it's a normal thing to do. To them, it's not. So, but people learn what they see. So you, that's natural to me. Now, let me talk to you what I mean when I say, um, think about what comes to you naturally. Uh, my grandson, when he was a baby, baby, I used to put him, well, I used to sing to him when his mom was expecting. And, um, and when he was born, the first two years, um, he was with, with, they lived with with me. And so I would put him, you know, one of those little knapsack things, you put it on your waist and you drop the baby in there. And I would take him with me to all of my students' lessons. So when my students came to me, he was with me at all of the lessons. And so this one particular day, I had a student at the house and she was trying to play a scale. And she could not play that scale. And so I was humming it to her. And so she tried to play it again. And then I played it on my instrument, and she tried to play it again. And the baby was sitting in the high chair. He was sitting in the high chair, and he hummed the scale. And she said, oh, my God, it's time for me to go home. That little baby then sat over there in the high chair and hummed the scale, and I can't even finger it. And so it was just one of those little funny things in the moment because, of course, I didn't let her leave. But um, I'm saying all that to say as he developed, I could see that he had a gift for music. And so, you know, we all want our children to have gifts, and we all talk about our children having gifts. And so the people around me were like, yeah, Grandma, right, you just want him to do music because you do music. Well, let me just say this school year, they got his schedule mixed up this school year right here, the one that just started. His schedule's all mixed up. He wasn't in chorus. So the chorus teacher, the technology chief, technology teacher, the guidance counselor, and the vice principal turned this into a major project. They said they don't care how they had to rework his schedule. He had to be in chorus and in music because he has such a natural gift singing and he really really does and so it blessed my heart because it wasn't just coming from me they said they stopped him sometimes they stopped class in the middle of class and asked him to sing a song so that the children can hear him sing and he is really very gifted and so it's but it comes naturally to him I have to work at it like Dr. Martin can sing effortlessly I have to work at it you know I want to throw my shoe at the two of them but the fact of the matter is 
you have to um, you have to know what comes naturally to you that you do with your eyes closed. You don't even think about it. It's just done. You just do it. And and sometimes, again, we don't recognize what that is, but other people around us do recognize what it is and can help us figure it out. Um, because what comes naturally to you doesn't come naturally to everybody else. And that's the point I was just making. That I love to sing, but I have to, I have to, I have to work at it. I have to, I have to train and I have to, whereas they just get up and sing. They just, God just gave them that gift. They, you know, they, they got to, but see that I'm a person that I have to be prepared where they just get up and they sing and they riff and they did it. Right. So what comes naturally to somebody else might not necessarily come naturally to you. And that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way that we're designed. And so we don't need to be jealous of one another's gifting because God gave everybody a gift and each person's gift complements the whole body. It's like, you know, you watch the pop stars battling with each other back and forth on Twitter. But there's room for everybody. The word says that your gifts will make room for you and bring you before great men. And that's absolutely the, the case. It will do that. But you can't do that uh, fighting with somebody else because, you know, you're not agreeing with what they do or you think they're competing with you or you're jealous of them. All that time and energy that you're taking focusing over there, you could be focused on building your skill set. Now, it's easier for us to identify our hard skill sets. Like, you know, you might be good at acting, you might be good at crafting, or, you know, you might be good at sewing, you might even be good at public speaking, right? You might be good at playing a guitar, right? Playing a guitar is a hard skill. The precision that comes along with it is a soft skill, but you got to have it. And you got to be focused, and you got to be, you got to have the ability, you got to listen. If you're going to play music, you got to listen. Right? So when you think about your hard skills, you think about your talents, you think about communicating with other people and singing and doing math and things that you're good at doing that. And it's a good place to start when you're trying to figure out what your skills are. Um, you got to discover what you don't already know. You know, you, you, can, you can be the, you said we can be the, the best underwater basket weaver in the world, but if you haven't tried to do it in your mind, right, you don't know if it's something you can do. In your mind, you could be the best underwater basket weaver in the world. Like in my mind, I knew that I could play an instrument. I knew that I could solo. I had been playing the instrument since I was in the fifth grade. I just never stopped to do it. But in my mind, I saw it. I could see it. So in my mind, I knew I could do it, but I knew I had to develop the skills to be able to get out there to do it. So if it's just in your mind and you don't try it, you're not, you're not it. You're not a basket weaver. You're not a saxophone player. You're not a basketball player. You can't knit nothing. You can't make no jewelry. You can't, it's just in your mind. It's a thought. But you've got to put that action in there. So take the time to... What you think you know in your mind, take the time to discover it and build on it. Build the skill set. Because what you want at the end of the day is you want to have 
You want to have your skills to be so proficient that when you go to the table, when you go to the table, people want what you bring to the table. Right? And, it's, and, you know, it's like you're learning how to play an instrument. You've got to go through this, oh, God, my lip hurts. Oh, God, my. But if you, if you don't want to go through the process, if you stop right away, you, it's not something you wanted to do. you got to go through the process. There's equity. There's, sometimes there's some pain. It ain't good to have your lip hurting when you got this mouthpiece in your mouth. It's not, you know, if, if you've been, you, you've been in there too long and you done played all and, you, and your, your embouchure isn't right and before you realize that you done bit your lip. But are you willing to bite your lip and keep playing to get to the point where you see in your mind to bring that skill to the table? Because some days I wouldn't be eating if I didn't have my instrument to play. That's just the reality of the thing. You know, food goes on my table because I play my instrument. So you've got to be able to bring a skill set. You've got to bring a skill set to the table that people want. I want people to call me to ask me to play. And they do, and I thank God for it. So do what you, what do you love to do? If you love to write, write. Always been making crafts, and you're probably good at it. If you like to debate, then you're probably good. Maybe you might want to be an attorney, or maybe you might want to um, set up some debates, or maybe you might want to develop some arguments for some people, or maybe you, I, I, right? And when are you most in your element? When, when are you the most comfortable? What, what was it that you was doing that had you so engrossed and excited that you didn't, this is helping me if it ain't helping nobody else. It had you so engrossed and excited that you were just in your comfort zone. Something that you're skilled at because you want to bring that to the table. When you come sit at the table and they having a feast, you want to you wanna bring all of that to the table because knowing, knowing is power. Knowledge is power. Knowing what your skill set is and knowing what you bring to the table is power. And it makes you more able to build a successful career and, and have some meaningful work. Because at, at the end of it, you don't want to be sitting here talking about, oh, I wish I should have, I really should have, I wish I had her. And, 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 um, and then when people start using, utilizing your skill set, and plugging holes because they can use what you, you know, developing um, like the aircraft and the, just major things to help the community. And, and sometimes, you know, we want to think on a grand scale, but sometimes it's the little small things right in there that we do that change the world. Right? So I want you to, I really want you to, when I, when I did the flyer, um, I did the flyer for this week's show. I put a, a, a photo on the flyer of um, the Last Supper. You know, I, I'm sure that sometimes people wonder what's going on in my head when I do these flyers, but let me tell you something. I thought about the Last Supper, and I thought about what each apostle brought to the table. Because they all had a different skill set. You had fishermen. You had tax collectors. You had, um, 
you even had some character traits in there, like you had Doubting Thomas. That's a character trait. That's not a skill. But guess what happened with Doubting Thomas? He was such a doubter. That doubting trait was so prevalent that it overshadowed any kind of skill set that we had that he had. Because what we know him as is Doubting Thomas. He didn't believe. He doubted everything. And so they knew when he came to the table that he was bringing doubt. You don't want to be the one to bring the trait. You want to bring the one to bring. You want to be the one to bring the skill with the trait, enhance what's at the table. You had Jesus at the table. You had all of these apostles sitting there. You had Matthew. You had um, you had um, you had the tax collector. You you had Judas. Judas was the treasurer, but he also was the traitor. You can't put. Those two don't go together. That trait with that skill set does not work, and that's my point. You can have the best skill set in the world, but if you bring the wrong traits in there with it, it it alleviates, it cancels out any good set skill set that you bring to the table. So don't be the trader and the treasurer. Be the best treasurer in the world. But even in being the trader, serve the purpose that he was supposed to serve. He was supposed to bring that to the table based on the scripture. And so, you know, you had the tax collector. Matthew was a tax they couldn't stand him. He was you know, they tax collectors were hated. But that's what he did. You know, you had all of this food and feast and all of this at the table. But the greatest thing that was at that table was what Jesus brought to the table and that he was trying to share with them in the midst of being with the, at the table. Now, let me just tell you quickly, there's two things, and I'm, I, I want you to get this. I want you to get this, and you're thinking about your skill set. Okay, so here we go. So um, Jesus prepared the table. He prepared all of this at the table, and he did it in the presence of the enemy. So what does that mean? That means that all your doubters, all your haters, all your, you know, the the um, the enemy, the devil, whoever, is sitting right there at that table while Jesus is giving you your skill set, while he's giving you your traits, while he's, while he's putting in you what you need to go forth and do, what you've been given to do. He's sitting right there doing it, and your enemy's sitting, he does it, he prepares the table before before you in the presence of your enemy and your enemy sitting there seeing everything that he's given you and can't do anything about it. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. That's about to make me shout because you're sitting there worrying about all this other stuff. Well, I can't do this and I can't do this and I don't have that and I can't do that. And I, how am I going to do this and how am I going to And Jesus is saying, I already prepared the table for you in the presence of your enemies. They can't, the enemy can't hurt you. The enemy can't take nothing from you. Enemy can't even give you nothing because I've already prepared the way. He got all of these disciples sitting here. You know, he's trying to share with them uh, what's about to happen. And, and Judas sitting there, you know, knowing that he's going to betray him. And Doubting Thomas is sitting there. And he's sitting there like, I'm not quite sure. I don't believe. Are you sure, Jesus? Are you? And he, he's got all of them around here. Peter's denying him. Peter, who's walked with him all this time, Peter's denying him. Traits. Got the skill set. He even showed you how to fish, how to throw the net on the other side of the boat when you didn't even think to throw it and get so many fish that you don't even know you're overly, abundantly supplied. 
But here's the biggest part, and we don't need to miss this, what Jesus brought to the table. And I want you to always think about what you, from this day on, I want you to think about what is it that I bring to the table when I sit down at the table to make my life better, the lives of the people around me and my family and everybody around me better. And here's what Jesus brought to the table. He brought everlasting life, and he brought it so that we would have it in abundance, so that we would have what we need instilled in us, so that we would have the Holy Spirit to rely on when we go out and about to do whatever it is that he's placed in us to do so that we can fulfill the assignments that he has on our lives in the church and outside of the church. So when you're um, concerned about what you bring to the table, I want you to sit down and just do an assessment. I want you to sit down and just have a little talk with Jesus. I want you to just sit down and just think for a minute and just ponder and ask yourself, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I in the right career? Am I, am I really doing what it is? Am I, am I utilizing my skills to the best of my abilities? Am I, uh, are my, is my skill set, are my skills up to standard? Am I constantly learning how to develop them? Am I trying to become a better me um, with what God has given me? Just keep, just ask yourself that. Just ask yourself that. And then ask yourself, do I really know what I bring to the table? Do I know how powerful I am? Do I know whose child I am? Just ask yourself that. Just ask yourself that. I just want to tell you, I just want to thank you for your time this evening. This is a Pinter Ginger Radio Talk Show. We are truly blessed of God to be here. We are thankful in Grace and Half Magazine. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash the second half. You can listen to all of the shows there. There's a show every day of the week um, for your listening pleasure. Make sure you check out my boy, Professor Darius Wise, Wise Words of Darius on Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock and um, get those nuggets that he's dropping on you. And, and so we just want to say thank you. Just thank you for all that you do for a Pinch of Ginger Radio Talk Show. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the text messages. Thank you for stopping us in the street. We just want to say thank you because without you, the listener, there is no Pinch of Ginger radio talk show. And so until next Tuesday, same time, same place, 7 o'clock p.m., until next Tuesday, we just want to say thank you, and we want you to stay blessed. Hi, I listen to the 50 Plus Radio Show, and you should too. It's an amazing and awesome show. So stop by and get some support. Thanks for listening.